Her reputation is a mess. So a bus trip home is for the best. Snow falls and so does she. She lands on top of the Christmas tree. In heels and flimsy scarves, she's dressed. The inn is warm. The cookies fresh. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Thank you. Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Yes, because it's Christmas every day here at Jingle Bells. But um, here we are doing every a bonus bells. Damn day. <laughs> <gasps> bonus, extra bonus Christmas. It's like two Christmases in one day. I know. So exciting. Um, yeah, if you're joining us, Double Christmas. you'll be listening on coffee and hopefully supporting us woohoo thank you so much thank you yeah. you're great we really appreciate it yeah we do christmas is an expenny time of year <laughs> we appreciate all that you do in listening to us and supporting us so that we can continue to make this weird shit mm-hmm. for you yeah it's very exciting we keep getting lots of positive feedback so you know what we're gonna keep going until the silence is deafening um <laughs> Yeah, till we're told to yeah. stop. Till someone begs <laughs> us or pays us to stop, we will be continuing to go. Yeah. Um. So when we first started the podcast, Bex and I actually did a live stream all the way back in 2020, um, which is why the Christmas inheritance episode doesn't exist. So we thought that it would be a good idea to do this as our first bonus episode because we also love this film. Yeah. And it is the basis for our yeah. Christmas criteria. It really is the pinnacle of uh, the the kind of Christmas movie we look for is it is basically this. This <laughs> is what what the this was the benchmark. It started it strong with Netflix, mm. uh, and this is you know what we look to in our Christmas movies. It probably has all of the bingo. Yes, <laughs> every single bingo thing that we came up with. Uh, our bingo and our drinking game is linked in our Holiday in the Wild episode from season mm-hmm. one. Uh, if you want to play a drinking game and if you play the drinking game to this you are going to get fucked up just letting you know just like we did two years ago um yeah really (laughs) it was great it was a good time uh yeah it's it's a great film it is the first netflix uh rom-com christmas movie it was created in 2017 and then obviously since then they've gone on to make a lot and like a lot of Christmas movies, um, especially with MPCA, who are the producers behind this as well. Um, and, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that we're obsessed with that. And um, the Netflix cinematic universe. Big MPCA uh, Christmas movie stands over here, 100%. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, Bex, without further ado, you want to give us that sweet, sweet synopsis time jingle? Ah. Uh... Wanna do synopsis time? <laughs> it's Christmas every day. Don't speak. love it. Excellent. <laughs> to the point. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, to be the CEO, an heiress is challenged by her dad to deliver a Christmas letter in person to his ex partner in their hometown. Traveling by bus, incognito, and with only $100, will she learn something from the people there? I mean, it's a. That- it's a reasonable synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's not just a Christmas letter. It is a box of Christmas <laughs> letters. Also calling him his ex-partner really sounds... It sounds like it was bad, right? Romantically <laughs> in- entwined. Uh, the nature of her dad and Zeke's business ventures together is like kind of treated as if you should all know mm-hmm. what it is yeah. throughout the movie, but never explained. <laughs> uh, so... I mean, there's a lot. We'll get into it, eh? But first, we've got to look at who we're getting into. That sounds Ooh. wrong. It's not really what I, uh, <laughs> it's not what I meant. Do you mean the Christmas credits? <laughs> yes, I did mean the Christmas credits. I didn't mean it to sound so naughty. Oh, well, you know, roll with it. It'll be fine. Um... It's a coffee. It's a special episode. We can get a bit naughty. Why lay out this mud if not for us to roll? <laughs> Well, let's roll right into it then. Um, we've got Eliza Taylor as Ellie Langdon. She was Janae Timmons and Neighbours from 2003 to 2008. She was also Clark Griffin in The 100 from 2014 to 2020. 
and she's had cameos in shows like the orville and nikita um never seen any of them only seen her uh in this that's, only in this it. did you never watch her in neighbors only in this no <gasps> i don't know why i didn't really watch soaps oh I, I did watch a little bit of hollyoaks because it filled <laughs> the void between waiting for simpsons and i think it was friends on channel four or something yeah that makes perfect sense uh neighbors is like mm-hmm. my homework show <laughs> when i was a kid Oh, really? Yeah, because my mum loved it, so it was always on in the house. Oh, so she would watch Neighbours and you would sit and do your yeah. homework. Mm-hmm. Became and so familiar. thus watching Neighbours to avoid doing maths. Oh, always, but that's because I can't do maths. <laughs> so that's fine. You know. Um, and we've got Jake Lacey as Jake Collins. Any time a character has the same name as an actor, I always worry that the actor doesn't like wouldn't react to another name, so they've kind of gone fuck it. We'll just yeah. call him Jake. It's fine. At least he answers to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose that <laughs> is the case of like when you're casting a movie, do you like pick? You surely pick the character's name first, mm, right? And mm-hmm. then, but also Eliza is very close to Ellie. That is true. Maybe they're both really so like just bad. A- uh, Maybe they're just like <laughs> dits. Maybe this was just their actual love story between them as two people, and uh, they just decided to film it and give it a Christmas background. Do you know what? We'll go with that. I like that better than I, them not being able to answer is, to each other's like, names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it is, but I do wish it was. I know. Um, sorry. So yeah, Jake Lacey has been in a lot of stuff. Um, he was Shane Patton in The White Lotus, which I believe was like a big deal in the last year. Um, he was also Fran- I don't know. I don't know. Um, he was also Fran Parker in Girls. He was Ken in How to Be Single, which is like one of the sweetest roles I've ever seen him in. Um, he was Pete Miller in The Office US, and then he was Joe in Christmas with the Coopers, which you know might be a future episode. We're not sure yet. Yeah, we will add it to the list grows each time we uh, speak. We we still have to watch Christmas al dente and, and all oh, sorts. So, uh, I am excited for Christmas al dente, though. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going to find that. We're going to have to go chill. to some ground up blockbuster in the 80s to find the VHS copy. I mean, I could do that. We could definitely be up for a blockbuster adventure, that's for sure. Bit of time travel. Ooh. <laughs> Anyway, um, sorry. So we've got Andy McDowell as well, um, who's Aunt Debbie. She was Rita in Groundhog Day, Carrie in Four Weddings and a Funeral, and then most recently she was Paula Langley in TV miniseries Made. Um, I haven't seen Made, but I do really like Groundhog Day. So you know, always a pleasure to see yeah, Andy. McDowell. I haven't seen Made either, but I do really like Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Like she is beautiful, and I think she's good and talented. I always recognize. I always think of her being in the. Was it, is it L'Oreal commercials yes, that she was in? Yes, that's it. Some kind of shampoo commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's her like big curly flowing hair. That's, that's what comes yeah. to me every time. Um, but she was good. Yeah, yeah. she was great. I, I love her and everything that she's in, I think. Um, so this is just a pleasure. And like, she's the voice of reason for this film. So we've got to respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Neil Crone as Jim Langford as well. He's been acting since like 1990, so he's been on a lot of stuff. Um, it was a bit yeah. too much to list. However, this year he'll be back in TV movie Hotel for the Holidays, which is going to be available on Freebie. Um, I haven't seen it anywhere else, so if you have Freebie, enjoy. I will go freebie? find it somewhere else. <laughs> it's like another... Sounds like a really shit evolution from Pokemon. It's a kind of the crap evolution of what do you call them, boxes. You know, the free... View oh, like boxes, free view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Free V. Okay, cool. Sure. Hotel for the holidays. <laughs> that sound. There's a lot of fucking hotels in Christmas movies. Oh god, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, including this one. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, we've got Michael Xavier as Gray Pittman. Um, it looks like he's found his Christmas acting niche since 2020. He's been in five Christmas films. Um, wow. <clears throat> I know. So he's been in Christmas on Wheels, Christmas Comes Twice, Letters to Satan Claus. That's how it was written in IMDb. I don't know if it was supposed to be Santa Sa- Claus. Letters to Satan Claus. I know. I don't know what it is, but that's what it says in IMDb, so I'm going to roll with it. Um, okay. He was also in A Christmas Mission and A Christmas Treasure as well. I know. I don't know uh, what Letters I'm- to Satan Claus is, but... Letters to Satan Claus. Is that like, <laughs> I mean... If it is what I think it is, which 
is, is that it's all the dyslexic kids who write to Santa <laughs> but spell it as Satan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then that and it's uh, Satan going around and delivering presents on Christmas. Then I'm really down. <laughs> but it doesn't look like that is what it. I mean, maybe it kind. I'm kind of looking. There's a lot. There's on IMDb. There's a picture of a snowman with like real eyes and loads of blood. Oh. What the fuck is this? Maybe this is a next year's Halloween special. <laughs> yeah, we have to do some investigation into what letters to say in classes. Yeah. But weird to like be in one Christmas movie and then the only other thing that you do, not weird, but yeah. like, you know, it's a bit strange to oh, to be an exclusively Christmas movie actor. Well, I mean, like Hallmark does it because they definitely just swap out the same white people, right? Like they just mix and match them, yeah. put them in a tombola <laughs> and see what happens. Um, it's all the white people are hitting the sides <laughs> before their raffle tickets get drawn. Yeah, yeah, that's how Hallmark just, works. Right? Satan claws. I can't even. I can't. I need to get over that. Anyway, hmm. we we should move on before I get too obsessed with the idea of this Satan claws movie and end up writing something. Netflix, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect time to move on to the Christmas criteria. Um, again, Bex very mm-hmm. kindly did the tree count. So you want to tell us how many trees are in this one? Yeah, absolutely. I got 50 trees uh, at like 20 minutes in and I was like, this is a plenty. Mm-hmm. The movie is like hella festive though. Oh, yeah. Like as is the case with most movies, uh, when you are in the big city, it is not super festive. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you leave the big city and go to the small town, Christmas hypes up to like uh, 100% like, Every lamppost and sign <laughs> covered in tinsel and tat, just perfectly, beautifully festive. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful town. Um, very, very wintry. Great jumpers. Um, mm-hmm. Really beautiful trees when they're there as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love this movie. I think it's just a nice gateway into Christmas. <laughs> it's not too much and it's not too yeah, little. Yeah, this, this really is like a... A, a perfect Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's everything that you would anticipate and expect yeah. from like a romantic comedy Christmas film. Mm-hmm. There's like, you know, it's every single trope. It is a <laughs> yeah. girl from a big town has a shitty fucking boyfriend, mm-hmm. has to learn the meaning of Christmas by visiting some arbitrary thing and must do it by Christmas for the arbitrary deadline. Yeah. Her mum is dead, which is another key feature of a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. She is underdressed for the weather, which oh. is another key thing for the Christmas movie. <laughs> and then she falls in love with Guy and changes her whole life and attitude in order to stay with him. The end. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um, should we just call it time anyway, on that episode? Anyway, that's the end of our review. Yeah. Uh, thanks. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it in more detail. But just, you know, if you haven't seen Christmas Inheritance, mm-hmm. it is available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch it. You should watch it. Uh, this is one that I would say outright that you definitely should watch mm-hmm. at least once at some point in your Christmas movie watching uh, experience. It's much more family friendly than some of the other things that we have watched. Yes. Uh, it's very, it's very PG, really. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got like... So should, we, should we get into the, the nitty gritty? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean... Uh, like obviously we love mpca movies um and mm-hmm. kind of like going from the the very very beginning um they've gotten much better at like opening sequences t- since 2017 <laughs> this one was not super yeah. impressive um but i will say like the music is good there's a lot of music in this film um like yeah. i was surprised by the amount of music it felt like it was playing music every sort of five minutes maybe maybe slightly more yeah they couldn't just have a natural scene break they had to play a new track every time yeah. i mean like the sound designers of this movie must have been being paid per song they put in <laughs> like honestly yes <laughs> definitely oh they'd have to be the amount that was going through 
Yeah. Um, and also, I've never heard Silent Night so many times in like my entire life. Oh my god. No, no, we'll, we'll get into like, that. It's bit. such a dreary song <laughs> anyway, know. and we'll get into why it's even more dreary, <laughs> but I have a lot of issues with like Silent mm-hmm. Night in this. No, I don't really have issues, but just comment yeah. uh, problems, funny little things I want to rag on the movie about. And really, that's what we actually, we don't want a movie to be perfect because no. there's nothing to talk about. You want it to be like pretty good, have a good story, have interesting characters, mm-hmm. have funny moments, but otherwise have like a few moments of cringe, yeah. a few moments of like ridiculousness, a few moments of stuff that you can just laugh at because <laughs> yeah. it's like such a, you know, the the ideal Christmas movies have a, that pinch of irony. Mm-hmm. Like they know what they are and they know how it needs to go yeah. and they kind of play into that. And that's where you get like the real juicy, fabulous stuff. And mm-hmm. um, but for this being, you know, this was their first sort of foray as far as I can see into Christmas mm-hmm. movies and um, particularly on like Netflix. Um, and I think they did a, a real bang up job mm-hmm. of setting the tone just right and coming after like the Hallmarks yeah. uh, to be, you know, because Hallmark make a lot of fucking Christmas mm-hmm. movies, but how many of them do people actually like remember and see and watch year after year? And this really has like a really good staying value to it. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's the thing is like Netflix does it really well with kind of a less is more approach, which is very opposite to Hallmark, who just kind of like yeah throw everything at Christmas. Um, yeah. You know, that's why they do their, their annual countdown to Christmas, which I, I think it does feature about at least 50 movies um which is insane um again especially yeah. because they cast the same actors over and over again <laughs> like it's just madness um but yes netflix do it really really well i think that's why they only really release sort of like three major releases i guess like with the rom-coms anyway um because they do also release like children's films around christmas as well and then you know more yeah. family films and stuff like that too so you know they've got a really good festive offering as well um mm-hmm. and it's only getting better as well like this year has improved significantly like there's definitely more i think people of color there's more like lgbtq mm-hmm. representation as well um you know just generally speaking while corporations are never really great i think netflix are doing a really good job of opening up what a festive film is and doing it really yeah. well yeah Though I have got some, uh, before we move on to speak more specifically about this film and like some of the elements and the lines, the fact that the town is called Snowfalls, lol. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a little, I did notice when I was watching this movie and uh, kind of in, in my mind, the mm-hmm. biggest uh, movie of this year that we're particularly looking forward to at this moment in time is mm-hmm. the Lindsay Lohan movie uh, mm-hmm. Falling for Christmas, our baby bell is available um, if you are interested in finding out our reactions to the trailer and our mm-hmm. episode will be out in a couple of weeks uh, on the on the main channel where as of time of recording, we have not yet seen it uh, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited, but I did kind of look going, <laughs> oh, it's a hotel heiress who goes uh-huh. to a snowy town with her shitty fiance and then ends mm-hmm. up in an inn where she has to learn how to make beds and do... <laughs> practical things and then Mm -hmm. you know will she end up with her fiance like so it's a very it's a very similar plot like like a lot of the bases of it are exactly the same as christmas inheritance uh which is like very funny i mean i'm assuming Mm -hmm. that they're all like hotel heiresses as it's meant to be like that paris hilton commentary from like Mm -hmm. the early 2000s and 2010s and stuff like that i assume um but yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing Mm -hmm. uh the differences between falling for christmas and uh this movie and i mean many of the similarities the the one big twist is that she has amnesia right like we've got no amnesia in this (laughs) that's the only difference just a bit of uh casual deception oh god yeah i mean that that's how the whole film starts it is just lies um Mm -hmm. and schemes and yeah it's a dare as well somehow because um so we start the movie and it becomes very clear that ellie is you know your typical wild child heiress um she cartwheels into a tree for example and she decides to like 
vault over a toy train because some douchebag who looks like he's five dares her to and says that he'll give her money for charity. Um, so yeah, from the get-go, she was always going to be game for something that was a bit dare-like. And like her dad comes down on her like a ton of bricks after she fucks up with the press and you know the charity dinner and stuff like that. I, I mean, he doesn't so, like really... Yeah. He could have totally, oh, like, so. he totally deserved was. I mean, this is another moment <laughs> in a Christmas movie where I was like, what exactly is her job? Mm. You know, what she, does she actually do for that? She's just going to inherit the company because she's present. She's okay. vice president of taglines. There you go. Right. That's what she is. <laughs> okay. VP tagline. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. I must have missed that in the IMDb <laughs> listing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> It's in that super special research place that we all go to sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we start off with with lies, um, with her dad telling her to lie as well, which is really what we were looking for in this. Um, but you know, like it's a tradition. They travel lightly. They go and visit the town. They try and do it incognito. It's a it's a bit of a game, I guess. I think it is like, more of a game. I mean, I assume that when it is. You know, Zeke coming to New York, I mm. mean, no one's going to know who he is, right? It's not going to be a big deal. But I'm assuming mm-hmm. when her dad, whose name I've forgotten. Uh, Jim. Jim. Sorry. <laughs> in my head, I was like, Jake. And I was like, nope, that's not Jake. Jake, please. Jake. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm assuming when Jim goes to this small town, also don't really mm-hmm. understand how big this town is. It is not consistent. Uh, but when Jim <laughs> goes back to the small town, like there's a fucking picture of him in the only cafe in the town. Yeah, his name's plastered everywhere. Everyone knows about him. So like, how incognito could you possibly go to a place where yeah. people already fucking know you? Um, He's got so an like, array of wigs and mustache wigs, and he just like sticks on fake beards and stuff. Um, you know, yeah. that is something that I've always thought that Christmas movies were missing. We really needed more sticky on mustaches and uh, fake glasses, you know, the glasses <laughs> with the big nose and the yeah. and the mustache. Yeah, yeah, he just rocks up in one of them. Great. Yeah, perfect. How did I How did I not clock that? I mean, how else would you disguise yourself, no? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you could give yourself basically the same name. That's a good way to disguise yourself. Oh, yeah. Hi, I mean... uh, my name's Bex Burwood. <laughs> That's the first character for our own Christmas film. Sorted. Thank you. Right. Um, done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, the, 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 uh, the role would have to be played by a Bex, otherwise I wouldn't know that you were talking to me. So uh, it has to make sure that it's the same. It's got my, the, the character has my name, obviously. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. How else would we make it work? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the, the diner is pretty central and everybody seems to go there. So I really don't understand myself how they managed to go incognito at any point. And also, like, the fact that um, Andy McDowell is, like, cleaning the infamous booth where the gift card company was founded by Zeke and Jim. And then she looks at this picture of Ellie's mum and she's (laughs) like, oh, my God, you're uh, Jim's daughter. This actress's face has been terribly photoshopped (laughs) onto this image. Right. Wow, you look just <laughs> like your mom, who we decided to get you to play so that we didn't have to pay another actress. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, like, the, the diner is kind of the downfall and yet the starting point of everything. Like, you know, as all diners are in American towns, I guess. I don't know. If you're in America, is your diner the center of all activity in your town? Like, yeah, I want to know. Can you tell me? Um, because films would have me believe that it is. So yeah, I mean, I was really confused. But so this this town snowfalls, right? Mm-hmm. It has one taxi in across the whole <laughs> town. There's one taxi that you can get. There is mm-hmm. one inn that you can stay at. But mm-hmm. when she is like, you know, we're gonna be jumping around a bit here. But like when she is like going and looking for stuff for the auction, she mm-hmm. goes to like. There's an art gallery and a toy shop and yeah. a different toy shop where she gets a sled and a dress shop and this place and that. And it's like she visits like literally 50 to 60 different businesses to get mm-hmm. random tat. And I'm like, how fucking big is this town? 
Well, there's also that Jake mentions that the people of the town aren't that well off. So I'm like, who is spending money to keep all of these businesses going? Well, that's <laughs> like, what I mean. Right? Like, you know, they're like, what? oh, we don't have signal here. Anyway, here's our fancy technology shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, they don't have signal, but then later on, he's like, we, do, we may not have good cell phone signal, but we do have the internet. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know, if it, just like make it so a newspaper gets delayed, you know, make it so mm-hmm. that the fucking colonel who always stays at the inn gets the New York Times delivered once a week. And because of the snowstorm, it was like delayed. And then when the papers arrive, Ooh. Jake's going through them and then he sees fucking Ellie on the cover of it. And then he doesn't need mm-hmm. to be sat there crying, listening to Silent Night as he Googles her. <laughs> Should we talk about the Silent Night thing? I think, yeah, okay. I think we have to. Yeah, It so, comes up uh, so much. Well, everyone has to have a tragic backstory, okay? They That's do. just part of it. <laughs> Jake's tragic backstory is linked to seafood, risotto, <laughs> and Silent Night. I know. What a time. Oh. Weird options. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Silent Night ends up playing... A, a surprising amount to this film. It is not mm-hmm. a cheery Christmas song. It is not uplifting. I get why, like, you would have it be the PTSD song. Um, but holy shit. Like, yeah, so after he discovers who Ellie is, um, he goes into his lovely little workshop. What do we call it a workshop, bags? Uh, <laughs> um, office? Office. <laughs> Udio bedroom mm. not clear his cupboard under the stairs um yeah. yes so he's in there and like he has this really really intense reaction to silent night when we first find out about like his tragic backstory so he's in the yeah. diner with ellie and it comes on the jukebox and like he goes over and just starts like shaking and i think pounding on his aunt's jukebox because silent yeah. night is playing um and then, you know, a little bit later in the movie, again, he's found out who Ellie is and he's sitting in his office just kind of having a weep and listening, and listening to Silent to, Night. To Silent again. Night. <laughs> and then right at the fucking end of the movie, his aunt sings her solo, which is like random mm-hmm. and, and whatever. Also, weirdly, now I'm thinking about it, there's another movie we'll talk about where right at the end, the aunt gives a random solo song performance. We will get a holiday <laughs> rush coming soon. Um... I didn't realize that was a Christmas trope. Maybe we should add it to the drinking game. Anyway, so like she's there, she's like getting up to do her solo, and she chooses to sing "Silent Night." Like, why would you choose the song that literally triggers your nephew, who you love Mm -hmm. like a son? Like, weird choices, weird, weird choices. I tried to work this out in my own head, and I was like, I guess he's trying to reclaim his power over "Silent Night." Like, I'm not really sure, but. Holy crap, like, I felt for the guy. Like, yeah. the second time that it was playing, I was like, why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, is someone just following him around and being like, I know it'll help. Silent yeah. Night, you know. Like, I mean, does like, he have well, a sad little band? I mean, while we're on Jake, obviously we've spoken a little bit about, like, his trauma and the fact that that is, you know, it's it's obviously very sad that him mm-hmm. and his uh, fiance, like, his fiance cheated on him and, and she broke up with him and whatever, and that mm-hmm. he has these, like, very specific, uh, things that cause this memory and remind him of this like really painful time in his life mm-hmm. but Jake otherwise is like actually really decent he seems yeah. very resourceful he is practical he seems very mm-hmm. kind and generous caring mm-hmm. charitable she can do a lot worse than Jake in fact she does do a oh, lot worse you? than Jake because she's getting married to fucking Grey right so like yeah. Jake is uh, I don't know whether I would have I don't mean this to sound really fucking rude, and I'm sure that this actor will have nothing but really nice things to say about me. Normally, uh, you would choose an actor who is more conventionally attractive to play like a lead male in this movie, in like this kind mm-hmm. of movie. I don't know where, I mean, we haven't done a rating system uh, of the men in different MPCU, <laughs> uh, MPCA movies uh, in terms of their mm-hmm. hot scale from Sir Hunky to Sir <sighs> Yummy and, and all the rest. Um, mm-hmm. But he's not as, like, 
you know, buff as someone else. But he does seem really normal. Like, he just seems like Mm -hmm. a normal dude, which is, like, very nice. I like Jake. I feel like he, even when he was, you know, being a bit butthurt to her um, Mm -hmm. and was being a little bit, you know, kind of pathetic, I kind of understood his angle on it. And I really appreciated that there was, you know, the almost kiss moment. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to genuinely really affect him that he was about to do something that had caused himself so much pain in the past and seemed genuinely glad that she stopped him from, you yeah. know, stopped that from happening and stopped that interaction. Um, so I like Jake. I'm glad that they mm-hmm. end up together. Spoiler alert, that the, the big town <laughs> girl falls in love with the small town boy. Everyone's so surprised. I, I mean, I'm shocked completely, even yeah. though I've seen this like 500 times. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think yeah. do you think that was unfair of me to say about no Jake? i think you're right like in comparison to some of the love interests that we've seen in like subsequent um mpca movies like he's not mm, it's he's really like, hard you at... you don't, he's right he is attractive it's he's not that handsome. he is not attractive but there is a level yeah. of hollywood that's normally put into these movies um He's the kind of person I would expect to see in a Hallmark movie. And I think that's what they were going for with this casting, especially because, like, he's not a huge star. He's not had, like, huge roles in loads of stuff. He is quite often a supporting character. Like, that's who he is in um, How to Be Single. He is a supporting character. Uh, He's great in that as well, kind of similar to this. But I think, like, you pick or you cast someone like Jake Lacey when you kind of want women to be able to just like project onto this person like he's not he's there obviously and like he is quite genuine and very very nice yeah but because he looks like someone that you could possibly meet in the street or at least he acts like he's someone you can meet in the street he's much more relatable than say like yeah do you know like some of the other characters in the npca like universe are not as relatable and they wouldn't be as i guess attainable or like their company wouldn't be as attainable in the real world i guess i mean i also guess like it was their first foray into christmas movies they probably didn't Mm -hmm. have like the the, you know they definitely don't have that the budget for this was not the same as the budget for like christmas prince 3 or princess yeah or whatever like it, there, there's no way um but mm-hmm. it laid but you know him and uh, jake and eliza did great work as like the yeah. lead two to lay the foundations which led for you know our whole podcast series to come about <laughs> effectively uh with these movies yeah. um should we talk a bit mm-hmm. about ellie what do you what do you think about ellie um she might be one of my favorite like netflix universe characters i think really yeah because she's not like so um if you're listening to this you may have already listened to our christmas is cancelled episode and oh, the oh, lead yeah. in that is so hateable and is awful and like with some tweaks could have actually been okay whereas ellie like you know she's got that heiress like spoiled side to her but she's quite human yeah and she comes back down to earth really nicely as well and like she does get involved in the community she does care about people she does start to see like like the value of a community whereas like there are characters like christmas is cancelled where people don't listen they don't see the value in like humanity they don't try and understand other people they don't like give anything back whereas i felt ellie was quite giving obviously especially towards the end as her journey you know continues and stuff um but yeah i didn't find her particularly hateable which is nice i found her very spoiled at times but then you know that was come to expect that yeah that was the character and that's the thing is like you're always gonna have those people who are helpless who are out of touch with like how ordinary people live um but I think that the transformation was really convincing, to be honest. Yeah. So I really, I really do like her. I think I she's do got as well. sim- <laughs> she's got similar vibes to like Vanessa Hudgens in The Night Before Christmas. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think what it is that makes Ellie 
okay and Mm -hmm. is one of our sort of biggest problems with what the fuck is her character's name from emma from christmas is cancelled uh (laughs) (laughs) the biggest issue with emma is that emma's spoiled actions negatively impacted other people whereas ellie's spoiled actions were like funny commentaries where she was make where it was like the movie making fun Mm -hmm. of her and not making fun of like other people and not like victimizing other people you know what i mean yeah it was Mm -hmm. her you know and she was very kind of it was kind of understanding her perspective on it like she was Mm -hmm. used to going to hotels always had room service so when she gets in and there is a room service it's like oh weird you know that for her is normal that's not her being like Mm -hmm. presumptuous uh, i mean a little presumptuous but it's not her being like you know Mm -hmm. okay and now everyone must do as i bid because i said so you know it was just like she is used to a certain level and when that wasn't available she adapted and Mm -hmm. you know watching her kind of confess to jake that she didn't have the money that she needed to stay she was Mm -hmm. one you know she came up to see her uncle zeke and was expecting it to be like a flying okay here you go see you later and then she could fuck off yeah. to maui i mean maui mm-hmm. sounds great i would fuck <laughs> off to maui for christmas. we nearly once went to barbados for christmas and never came back but alas i didn't have my passport um but yeah like she's you know she was her mm-hmm. attitude in that moment her kind of own awkwardness and like shyness yeah. about needing to ask for help mm-hmm. was mm-hmm very relatable uh her attitude toward things evolving as she witnessed stuff that she would never have really encountered before like yeah of course if you're from this like super rich privileged background where a guy can you know bet you uh, offer to donate four million pounds to this charity if you buck Mm -hmm. over this fucking train right you're not gonna you're gonna look at money differently and you're gonna think about yeah, you know absolutely. homelessness and uh individuals mm-hmm. with struggle in a like completely different way to how you would mm-hmm. if you actually sat down and like spoke to someone and like encountered mm-hmm. it firsthand so i like ellie i think she was really mm-hmm. cute again this is one of the worst movies for dressing the character <laughs> inappropriately yeah, the weather conditions she was in fucking you know even at one point she asked jake oh have you is there any chance you've got a thicker winter coat and then the next scene it cuts to her and she's still in fucking heels walking up this, I know. Like, this fucking hill that's <laughs> after a snowstorm i'm like you can give her a pair of boots like jesus i know i know there's hair so many moments curled, like regardless of the humidity and the wetness of the outside just <laughs> that's um, how winter works right yeah yeah but yeah obviously. like this it's a really good stuff. Um, they yeah, classic Christmas films never seem to dress women warmly at all. But I do like the fact that MPCA with this film were playing with those tropes and stuff. Like I love the fact yeah. that Aunt Debbie is like, "Can I get you some warmer clothes?" Like that's that's great. Great interactions, very funny. Um, you know the fact that like Jake gets really angry with Ellie after she goes to help. Um, I think it's Buster who Baxter. is uh oh it's Baxter um Baxter who is a man who's experiencing homelessness in snowfalls which i find very odd anyway in a very small town um yeah. but that's a, that's another thing um so she goes out and she finds him in the middle of the storm and she comes back and like Jake is furious with her not because she's gone to help Baxter but because she's not worn like enough yeah. clothes in any sense of the word like yeah. she threw a scarf over her shoulder and i think that was about <laughs> yeah, it went out into a storm in a couch <laughs> she didn't know in a pair of prada heels like come yeah. on <laughs> i know um but yeah so like she is incredibly endearing and as she adapts to the community and like becomes more integrated with them like she does start to give back and stuff mm-hmm. and like it's fun to watch her work her way out of like the the trap of her own lies like i can't yeah. believe I, I forgot that she pretended she was a baker <laughs> like, oh yeah I, I can't believe i forgot that happened she just like picked something arbitrarily and then was like oh great you can go mm. and bake i mean god bless uh what is it aunt is it auntie aunt debbie 
Aunt Debbie, yeah. Aunt, mm-hmm. God bless Aunt Debbie for like keeping her secret and uh, mm-hmm. teaching her how to bake. I mean, she'd only been baking for two days and that guy was from a family of sushi. <gasps> oh my God. This is one of the best Christmas cookies I've ever. I'm like two fucking days. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? If someone who's been baking <laughs> for like 10 minutes had like came in and won this like big contest against like someone who'd been doing it for their whole lives, had studied mm-hmm. it and worked to do it profe- at a professional level. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'ma be pissed. I know, I picked up on that as well and I was like, you're from a family of pastry chefs. How can these be the best cookies ever? Like, two days ago, she literally couldn't figure out how to separate, to separate some eggs. Egg. <laughs> like, by size, by color, like, who knows? Um, but yeah, like, it, it's, it's stuff like that. While that is a bit far-fetched, you know, at least people see her trying and like it seems yeah. to give her incentive to try even more because i think it's is it after that or just before that that she welcomes the family into her room during the snowstorm yeah is that before or after yeah i think it was before the, i'm not sure of the timeline exactly um but yes yeah, she well i think what it is with this movie is like she does change like as the movie mm-hmm. goes on um Mm -hmm. but she doesn't like really change because even right at the beginning before she left she had desires to be seen differently it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't her going i'm perfect and everyone else is wrong you know it was her going like i know that there is more that i can do and there is more to like this life and i've been Mm -hmm. you know i've been given this opportunity to prove to my dad that i am serious about it Mm -hmm. and that i do Mm -hmm understand it and it and i know why these traditions are important and Mm -hmm. you know during the time where gray shows up and and is a prick to her and just constantly trying to get her to leave and belittles Mm -hmm. the accomplishments of the of the you know of of everything that she had done since she's been there but also the Mm -hmm. history of the company that she holds very dear um she'd you know really grown to have a connection in this place where you know she hadn't been since her mom Mm -hmm. had passed away and like you know it was a lot it was really nice to see a character you know definitely the her change was assisted by her association with jake and the other people Mm -hmm. in the town but it was not as a but her her changing was not for him you know what i mean and i think that's Mm -hmm. where in a lot of christmas movies it's like she thinks she's great and then she goes somewhere and he shows her that he could be great with her and looks like mm-hmm. oh, cool whereas she kind of <laughs> felt like she had her own motivations yeah she didn't mm-hmm. have to give up being ceo to stay with him like it obviously it's mm-hmm. not super clear at the end what happens next there isn't really a sequel in this one um no. mm-hmm. but it was really nice to see gray is the worst plays a oh, wonderful God, yeah. uh terrible fiance i am very curious to kind of have a look at what roles uh michael michael xavier plays in all these other christmas movies does he ever yeah. play like the main character is he like the best friend is he the main love interest or does mm-hmm. he play this kind of like exclusively shitty boyfriend role so you know yeah. i'll go have to do a bit of christmas sleuthing uh to plenty of films sleuthing. to choose from yeah right so just to kind of see what his uh what his vibe is i will say mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. i'm glad we both noticed on is she breaks up with him in the car after he belittles the the importance of the letters um, yeah um mm-hmm. and like could they have not painted her nails i mean she was in fucking heels the whole movie and then it oh my god to yes. her with her ugly ugly christmas prince one level of ugly <laughs> engagement ring right just awful and like her nails are all like chipped and shit, yeah. not painted. It's like you know, I don't expect her to have like full set acrylics or whatever. But could you not mm-hmm. tidied it up a little bit? You were putting her in, right? You know, all of these fancy outfits and like you know, very nice, if not mostly business attire. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, for the whole thing, like you couldn't have painted them. That's yeah, that's exactly where I was like, because like I don't manicure my nails at all. But I do try and take care of them. And I was looking at that and I was like, can you not have even like filed them down or put a clear coat on them or something that just give wasn't her, Give her what gloves, you know what I mean? If you're not going to do yeah. her nails, just put gloves on and then she can, you know, throw a glove at him when he's being a prick. Like, I'm down yeah. for that. But yeah, it's just, it's that, yep. that level of attention to detail that we specifically look for when we're reviewing mm-hmm. like movies uh and those things so it, it was amusing to me going through our notes yeah. that we both uh 
that we both <laughs> picked up thing. on that. <laughs> oh yeah, but like I I pick up more on like the costuming and the yeah. makeup after we've been doing this because that is something that you're quite passionate yeah, I, about. Yeah, I love costumes yeah. in mm-hmm. uh, films and I think it is like music adds a lot to the immersion mm-hmm. of a movie like the tone and the sounds but so does all of the set dressing and yeah so does all of the mm-hmm. you know and those are things that you can the script is one thing right the script for these <laughs> movies is never gonna be you know ain't ain't none of these mm-hmm. christmas movies anywhere ever winning any big awards right there aren't any like yeah. particular oscar winning romantic comedy christmas movies however many <laughs> awards we think they should be nominated for um, one day bags but the things that they can focus on and particularly in movies where it's like there's a castle or a princess mm-hmm. or like you know or, or there's some sort of wealth added to it an establishment added to it you expect mm-hmm. certain attire and i just felt like yeah this movie was fine i didn't like her dress mm-hmm. at the beginning like her little rah-rah skirt that she had as if she was a oh, six-year-old yeah. in that red dress she's mm-hmm. doing cartwheels and showing her pants and stuff mm-hmm. and there but she's wearing tights and it's like oh, it's all, yeah it's fine anyway we won't get into that this is you know we've we've done enough of this uh, <laughs> this podcast at the same uh, i will say one mm-hmm. of the weirdest things that i found is that they weren't counting down to christmas but they were always counting down to christmas eve so she was like mm. it's nearly 3 days until christmas eve it, but Christmas Eve is tomorrow, right? And I was like, yeah. why is Christmas Eve the focus in this one and not Christmas Day? Like, even right at the end, her dad mm-hmm. turns to her and is like, hey, let's not talk about work now. It's Christmas Eve. We'll talk right? about it tomorrow morning. I was like, what, are you going to talk about passing over her as CEO for the company on fucking Christmas Day? Like, that sounds like a lot of legal work and bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just weird. Weird choices. I was right there with you on that one. I was like, who wants to talk about work on Christmas Day? Of all the days. Like, surely that's the one you want to chill out in your pajamas. Like, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was like, it was uh, interesting. But you can tell that with this one, especially now that like we've watched, <laughs> I don't know, Bex, how many have we watched? Like 20 plus movies at this point. Um, easily 20 plus we must be nearing 50 i'll have a look i'll yeah. go through and like look at movies um but like you can tell that they were experimenting with this one like yeah. you know they hadn't gotten the countdown stuff down they hadn't figured out what the actual christmas deadline should be and like i know that christmas eve is important in a lot of like other places but i didn't think it was that important in america i thought it was more yeah. about like thanksgiving or christmas day if you're gonna go to that extreme and stuff like i don't think christmas eve was such a big deal yeah there's a lot of different communities in america so Uh, yeah who knows maybe we're being you know very very generalizing but yeah i um, Mm am i was also under that impression but then Mm -hmm. you know we we the knowledge we have of christmas in the u.s is really warped by these movies (laughs) so (laughs) yes it is um but yeah like i really i still really enjoyed this there's quite a lot of stuff that i forgot about like i forgot that the hoover exploded on ellie after like she decides to or after she asks jake if she can work to stay in the inn yeah um that was a great moment like a, a question i also had is like i understand that with uh her perception of money and reality it might have felt necessary and also with her going to Maui but I don't understand why she brought three suitcases for what she thought was going to be a one day trip <laughs> like yeah so right. many that, suitcases that was a thing as well <laughs> for me because I was like if you're going for one day you're really gonna bring three like all of these different outfits right like did she think there was gonna be some kind of fashion parade and also how would that have helped her stay incognito <laughs> like yeah what's happening yeah and, and I think that was a, a plot oversight I don't think we should dwell yeah. on that no no we probably shouldn't um but yeah I, st- I still love this film i think again you know it was a great starting point it has really led to some other fantastic stuff and you mm-hmm. can see the influence of christmas inheritance in so many of the netflix films like whether it is with like some tropes or some plot points and stuff like yeah they've it just set up what has become 
in my opinion, a really successful like franchise. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure Netflix will agree that their Christmas movie cinematic universe is also a really successful franchise. And you know, long may they continue to produce movies for us to criticize <laughs> <laughs> and fall in love with. Because let's yeah. be fair, I'm we're cool. very in love with MPCA and That's the true. Netflix universe. Thank you, um... MPCA, for bringing us together. <laughs> The, the true meaning of Christmas was the company you were going to inherit all along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that brings us quite nicely to the end of this episode. Do you want to give it a, a Hudgens rating? Because, like, I want to be like, oh, it doesn't get full points because, you know, there's no Vanessa Hudgens. But, like, at the same time, it's it's the original and yeah, I'm like, I think I do is, love this movie. <laughs> you, I'm not sure whether you remember this. This is like a very weird reference, but like in science, mm. when you do an experiment, you have your mm-hmm. control, right? And everything is mm-hmm. compared to the results of the control. So yeah. I think Christmas Inheritance, as the first, is the mm-hmm. control. I yes. don't know whether we can give it a. St- I mean, I would if if we need to give it an arbitrary rating. I think it is four point five Vanessa Hudgens out of t- out of uh, four point five Vanessa Hudgens out of five, which is as high mm-hmm. as you can get without having Vanessa Hudgens in there. Do I think mm-hmm. it's perfect? No, but do I really mm-hmm. appreciate a lot of the moments in it, a lot of the acting mm-hmm. in it, a lot of the the dress design and the the you know the the text? Um, I think they do a really really good job. It is a great example of the kind of movies that we love uh, mm-hmm. and it would feel it unjust to to sort of give it a rating rather than just to celebrate it for what it is yeah which is the og netflix okay. movie i couldn't agree more to be honest you're right though mm-hmm. like it's it's such a great film like i said if you want to watch it it is available on netflix it is a is it a tight 90 no i think it's like one hour 50 or something like that but uh, somewhere in between a tight it. 90 and 150 it's it doesn't feel too long though mm-hmm. no it's great it's a lot of fun it's not too christmasy like you could definitely watch it in november and just kind of like get in a festive mood yeah um but yeah i love this this film. is a great one for a glass <laughs> of wine one for wrapping presents one for mm-hmm. if you've got family around this is a good one for like you know drinking along to with friends or drinking along mm-hmm. to alone <laughs> yeah it's um, yeah. a a great foray into the festive world mm-hmm. yeah it is oh, thank you bex i've really thank enjoyed you, this episode happy christmas <laughs> thank you to all of our uh supporters on coffee we really appreciate your uh, continued support and mm-hmm. uh, look out for more bonus episodes in the weeks to come yeah um we'll also be back this sunday um with same time next christmas same um which is the every sunday <laughs> new episode <laughs> uh, which is the leah michelle christmas film which is available on disney plus if you want to watch that ahead of um the episode yeah excellent Otherwise... merry christmas Bex. <laughs> merry christmas merry christmas Naomi. merry christmas everyone Santa, I've been good this year Make your list and check it twice I'll leave you a note right here Underneath